0: It's, it's pretty good. I, I recommend it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, I'm probably going to end up watching it then. And I mean, it's a master cl- like th- Master class. Master class. So. Master class. Fucking, I'm a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 37. This episode, we will be discussing our top five movies and TV shows of 2022. But first, don't forget to visit our website, com, where you can comment on episodes, write to our email, all the blah, 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 find all of our past episodes and all that nonsense. Uh, So we are wrapping up 2022.
1: Yep. What an eventful year.
0: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it's just so much crap <laughs>
1: So much content
0: I feel like I feel like half the stuff uh, Came out in the past two weeks
1: Yeah And I just Typically that happens Haven't
0: had Yeah I know They're all trying to bait those
1: Yep The Oscar bait
0: Yeah The, ma- the master baits of Oscars That no one's gonna watch Yeah um, Which is funny Or a couple of the ones Like The Way Of course I guess that came out In November and It's just Yeah
1: Just select theaters or whatever Yeah but I'll get around to watching that eventually. Yeah, me too. Yeah, did you, know, did you hear they're doing the Golden Globes again this year? Even though they didn't do it last year? <laughs> they didn't do the Golden Globes last year? No, there was some, uh, I guess the Hollywood Foreign Press Association was, uh, there was some controversy that they were, I don't know, rigging it, and or there was some extracurricular activities that uh, they didn't approve of in terms of uh, how they treated women. Oh. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> <Huh>. Shocker. <laughs> You mean the movie industry isn't <laughs> tip-top
0: as far as morale and exactly. or moral uh, standing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's hopefully they'll get Ricky Gervais to... Uh,
1: they didn't. I uh, have Jared Carmichael hosting. Who is that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I'm thought.
0: legitimately asking. I don't know. It, he's is. a comedian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but he won't be as funny as... He's not as, Ricky uh, Gervais, yeah. Yeah.
1: They should have him do it every year. Yeah. Just to shit on him. I don't think any of the celebrities would show up. No. I don't think so either. Um, yeah. But it was tough making this list because there wasn't a lot of stuff that just kind of popped out. That I re- There's one, of course, but then the rest of it was yeah, kind of tough.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was quite a few things that I enjoyed. Um, and I guess we can just kind of hop into the criteria. I mean, for me, I, I tried to pick things that... I had to look at my list again. Uh... <laughs> forgot i i tried to pick things that anyone can kind of hop in to and enjoy mm-hmm. um there's some things like cobra kai that came out that i, I binged immediately and i was just happy as a pig and shit oh, watching yeah. it oh yeah and vegged out for <clears throat> six hours or however long it took me um and i really enjoyed it it's probably one of the things i enjoyed the most but it's not on my top five because unless you're a cobra kai fan or a karate kid fan i don't think you're going to be able to get that same enjoyment and it was more of uh just being a fan of the property and the ip as opposed to uh it technically being good i Mm -hmm. guess um so i tried to pick things that uh were well done but also anyone could really just kind of jump into there's no knowledge or prerequisite knowledge that you would need to be able to enjoy it at the level that I guess I did maybe. right but yeah I got um, what you're saying. so I tried to pick something that's more I guess accessible universal yeah universal yeah. Um, I didn't uh, I didn't go into the art house scene I, I, and I just kept it to things that I obviously watched um, yeah, me too there's one on my list that I kind of bent the rules for but it also had to come out this year. Um, and so I didn't do like Stranger Things season four or something like that. So it was more of, um, just things that I saw that I thought were good. Um, but it's not going to be the, the art house stuff like happening and tar and, or terror and tar and tar and. Things like that just because I haven't gotten around to watching them, and when I read the synopsis of those movies, it sounds so fucking depressing. Yeah, like when I have two hours, I
1: don't want to be sad. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Um, I watched, uh, oh god, it was called The Wonder, I think, with uh, Florence Pugh? on Netflix. Um, yeah, yeah, The Wonder, and uh, it looked great, but it, w- it was tailored for like uh, it was like an art house art house movie art house where mm-hmm. it, it felt like it was punching you in the face with hey look how artsy this is yeah. and look at oh look at the dialogue it's so and uh, just sluggish sluggish pace and uh, yeah I mean it was good mm-hmm. but I mean I'm not gonna watch it again yeah and that was part of my criteria like I wanted okay this is these are movies that either uh, actually they're they're very entertaining and I would watch them again or some of them were like I kind of want to watch that again right now or I could watch this again like next week yeah. or something I,
0: I would I I would say rewatchability would have to definitely played a factor yeah. I mean some of these things I don't know if I will ever watch again but it was <clears throat> it either it was entertaining or it offered something different from the norm that you typically kind of see um but yeah so that was I mean it wasn't very to be honest <laughs> and just to set up this episode my top 5 is yeah. It's just not good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like. <laughs> High praise. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. yeah uh, if you want mediocrity, you've come to you've the right come place. you to the right <laughs> place, baby. Yeah. My, my, I, I knew what my number one was going to be, but then like two through five, I mean, that could be, that could be interchangeable. Interchanged with everything. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. but we'll talk about our top five, then we'll get into some honorable mentions and And it's frustrating because I also made a list of things that I wanted to see that I have yet to see. I did the same thing <laughs> because I'm like well i I mean there's RRR, what i which I wanted to see haven't gotten around to unbearable weight um I put that on there too with Nicolas Cage I haven't gotten around to wednesday I haven't gotten around to I'll mm. probably end up watching it this week uh the whale the fable mens eighteen
1: eighty three um, yeah so there's there's quite a few things that uh I really want to see the menu. I've heard really good things about it. Mm-hmm. Haven't, obviously, not obviously in theaters. I haven't seen it yet. Heard I'm, ha- great. I'm halfway through The Glass Onion. Uh, Saw that. Yeah.
0: And I watched it enough to, because I think I started it on Friday night. And I wanted to... Did you already see, figure it out? Uh, I, 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 I have a theory, uh-huh. but I, I could probably say I don't, if I can remember it. <laughs> I mainly watched it to see if it would be in my top five. Because the Knives Out thing, I thought was fine. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't fun. Uh, yeah, it was it, fun. It, it's it's fine. Um, I I didn't think it was like, Ugh, oh, like no, no, no. I, everyone was jizzing their s- pants over slobbing it, slobbing their knobs. And yeah, I was like loving it. it. It's okay. Um, it's all right. Yeah, and it's, it's
1: well executed stuff. Yeah,
0: and i I turned it on to see. Okay, does this does this have a shot of being in the top five? And I think I'm an hour away from finishing it, and it, 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 it didn't.
1: So, um, and it was getting late. So, <laughs> and um, I had to, I had to you know drink a glass of warm milk and and hop into bed. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it was 8:30. 30. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was way past my bedtime. It was dark outside. <laughs> yeah, it was cold. The uh, but I don't know. I couldn't get not to turn this into the the knives out thing. But I everyone feels like a cartoon character, mm-hmm. and they don't feel like real people. Same thing with the knives out. Um, it didn't feel like real people Um, but Daniel Craig and I get he doesn't want to be Bond Bond anymore mm-hmm. but his foghorn whor- fog foghorn leghorn leg leghorn yeah I don't think he's ever been to su- the su- like southern United States <laughs> I have he's what from Louisiana something to be? I have multiple times I've been to Louisiana actually in the past six months they do not talk that way yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um it, it sounds like uh, someone doing a Southern accent uh, who's only seen like Gone with the Wind or Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn uh, and yeah. aren't from America. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, it just eh, whatever. So I watched it enough to where, yep, not my top five, and then I yep. went to bed. Uh, but I'll probably fi- actually finish that tonight once we get done recording. Yeah.
1: In um, the way that that is written, one one of the one of my uh, nitpicks for that movie and just that writing style in general when you're writing a mystery, you could tell that, all right, I want this person to be uh, th- the person who's... Everyone's suspecting. Right. Or this is how I want it to end. And I want it to be this person. And then they fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of retconning that happens throughout the story and a lot of happenstance. Stuff that it stretches the imagination like to the, the really paper-thin margins to where, yeah. nah, you kind of just had to do that to make it fit. What you wanted to fit.
0: So is everything in the movie. Because one of my pet peeves about mysteries, and I think we talked a little bit about those. I watched uh, Confess Fletch and um, what they did and what I don't like in mysteries is they have a mystery. And then when they wrap it up and they say, oh, this is what actually happened. They pull all this random other information out Mm -hmm. that wasn't presented in the film at all and they are assuming that that's okay to where it's like, yes, oh, well, well, they were actually having problems with blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you wouldn't pick that up from watching the movie. It's all just this extraneous detail that they neglected to mention. Yep. And they're like, oh, okay, which I feel like it doesn't make it fun for the audience because part of the, I guess, appeal for a mystery for most people, I would imagine, would be trying to solve it. Do they right. do that in this movie? They
1: do a lot of uh, where... There's a couple characters that go off doing whatever, and I can't remember Daniel Craig's character, but he notices them doing that, mm-hmm. and then they're having a conversation. You don't know what they're, you, The audience doesn't know what they're talking about, and then at the end, it wraps it all up to where all those points throughout the film where Daniel Craig was noticing something, he didn't know what they were talking about, then they fill in the blanks with what they were talking about. Okay. So they, it goes from a different perspective to their perspective. You get to, You get to. You get filled in on their conversation. Okay. So, it, but it's not Daniel Craig.
0: All of a sudden, oh, I figured it out, and bringing all this detail
1: that no one else. Would a have little been. bit happens that yeah. kind of, but yeah. no, no, not. Yeah, yeah. The the way the so I will say the when he when he does figure it out and he and he starts explaining stuff, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty. Okay. I liked it. I liked that aspect of it. Okay. Because I, I had that feeling too, when you do watch the movie, like something's off about mm-hmm. this character in particular. And yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Okay. I actually liked it more than the first Th- one. Than the first than one. Than Knives Out, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it didn't make my top five. Yeah? No. Sure didn't. Didn't make mine either. I'll probably never I watch know. it again. What? <laughs> yeah. Probably won't.
0: So. All right. Yep. Well... Let's get down to it. You want to do your top f- number five first? I'll do my number five. Okay. Yeah. I'll number- go first.
1: What's your number five? My number five is Reacher. Wrong. <laughs> Season one. Where did I have that as? Oh, it's on your top five? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I I have that as number three. Wow. Wow. High praise, like I said, two through five. Can <laughs> I know, yeah. I was like, not high praise. It's just. Uh... I I think this is, I I struggle with this one or Terminal List. I was tr- fighting over which which one because those See, are my two favorite mm-hmm. new I, seasons that I saw this year. Yeah, I haven't seen Terminal List. It's so. very good. Um, I ended up with the Reacher because, um, it surprised me about just how good it was. I thought that the cat like Reacher himself, mm-hmm. that actor. I, I can't remember his name, but. Uh, you know, in the books, he's supposed to be this imposing figure. Yeah. Six foot four, you know, 250, just a, just a the human being. And yeah. Tom Cruise, there was a big uproar when they cast him because he's what, five, seven, mm-hmm. you know, a buck 55 soaking wet. But, uh, I thought he was well cast. I, I like the mystery aspect of the story. It was engaging. Every episode I was looking forward to, it never, like, dragged at all. Yeah. Throughout the whole season. I, I agree. And that,
0: uh, A fun mystery. Yeah. And it's it's not one that you're like, oh, trying to figure out, because you're more, I mean, you're more entertained with the characters than just the situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alan Richson is the guy who plays Reacher, who played Raphael in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yes. Wow. So...
1: So he stretched his range
0: a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> that, that a boy. He's better in this than he was in he Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah, he's good. He's a badass, too. Yeah. I enjoyed the scenes where he's beating the shit out of people. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I liked, I liked
0: I like that aspect of the show. Um, it wasn't over the top. Yeah. Um, it wasn't superhero shit. Everything that you saw in it was fairly believable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just his massive size. And yeah. the fact that they were able to find someone that big and that I I mean, he's kind of charismatic.
1: He's, I mean, he's a good actor. He is, Um, For this material, absolutely. Yeah, and... He's not going to win an Oscar. No. He's not going to play fucking Lincoln and immerse himself in Abraham Lincoln for, you know, two years like Daniel Day-Lewis does, but he's very good in this. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other side characters were good. Uh, Malcolm Goodwin, who plays Oscar Finley, who is the local... He's not the police chief. He's the detective. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that is kind of not. They eventually end up working together, but they're oil and water. Yeah, and uh, I like their done dyna- their dynamic. Yeah. Um, and every I mean everyone I feel like just did a very solid mm-hmm. uh, performance in the show, and yeah, it was enough to where I'm looking forward to the next
1: season. Me too, because the mystery itself was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I didn't figure it out. I didn't suspect the ending. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. And it didn't seem out of the No. It it, it fit. And it did. It, yeah. it didn't
0: catch you enough by surprise, like, oh that's bullshit. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Um But yeah, it was engaging. It was fun. It uh felt like a it felt like a movie that like if they would have just crammed it into one movie, it felt like something that would have come out in the nineties. Like those Yes, yes. Ninety like uh, Patriot games or
1: clear and present danger, and something like that, just more rising adult. Sun. yeah, yeah, all that adult s- movies that,
0: that um had the mystery and uh, the fugitive and yes. stuff like that, yeah, um, yeah, it was good, and it wasn't over the top,
1: it wasn't, I liked that it was adult, mm-hmm. it was some pretty graphic violence in it, and obviously they cussed throughout the whole thing, so it was nice, so it's definitely not for kids, yep, um. Like you said, I'm looking forward to the second season, and I'm I'm happy that they're based off books, so mm-hmm. they have some sort of guideline on. Yeah, they the have good solid be.
0: source material that they're not. I mean, it's, I don't know how many books there are. It's like twenty some. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot. Good. They can we have something to look forward to every year. For the I don't know what years. else.
1: What else is he going to play? Just play Reacher the rest of your yeah, life. Fuck it. <laughs> Just do it.
0: <laughs> so that's actually my number three. So nice.
1: Yeah. I so. I haven't seen season three of Jack Ryan. Um, I'm sure that would. I, I love that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Prime is doing something with adult espionage mystery shows. I don't know, but I mean they're re- they're hitting it out of the park with Reacher and Terminalist and Jack Ryan. So, yeah, I think they found out.
0: they found a good niche. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the boys. I mean that's yeah different kind of graphic novel mm-hmm. get different kind of novels, but. Um, yeah, Amazon Prime is definitely doing a good job, like you said, with the adult content.
1: Yep. Um, well, what's
0: your number five then? Uh, my number five. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, this is the one that I bent the rules on. I actually initially had this as number two. Um, wow, it
1: went down a couple of pegs.
0: Well, and the only reason is because, one, I mainly discovered it this year, but I'm putting it in here because. Season three was released on Disney Plus in June of this year, so technically I can say, "Oh, my favorite!" Mm. But it's Bluey, uh, which is a what is that? It is. <coughs> I have no idea what this an is. An Australian kids show. So really? It's uh, created by Joe Brum, but it's the uh, slice of life adventures of an Australian Blue Heeler cattle dog puppy as she has fun with her family and friends in everyday situations. Really. And so <laughs> how old are you? Uh yeah. So uh was it three weeks ago? Uh the whole family was sick. Right. I was home from work and both, everybody was sick. Everyone was sick. Yeah, yeah. And I think Christy had turned this on for the girls to watch and they're nine minute episodes. Okay seven to nine minutes each episode but each se- there's three seasons each season has about 52 episodes and we started with season one and then 52 52 and because i i don't know if it's part of a like a, a children's show because i looked at the release dates and there it's every day so i don't know hmm. if it's part of like an overall children's show like oh here's today's bluey episode but um watched it it is really good like the the writing the characters are really fleshed out it's i would say i mean it's not like all action and it's not i mean it'll tug out the heartstrings it has important lessons and everything i probably sound like the biggest moron talking about this but it is weird how good it is huh and um like we'd be watching and there'd be like an episode or something happens. And it's just a nine minute, seven minute story and you're watching it and Christy and I are sitting on a couch and we both start to like tear up slightly and we're like, what the (laughs) fuck is wrong with us? And, uh, but the parents are fantastic. Uh, they're the most loving parents you've ever seen. The kids are hilarious and they're creative. I mean, the, um, but I mean nothing's perfect in it, I guess, but um as far as like their life. So I it's hard to explain. But I thought again, I was like, I'm I'm too old to be enjoying it this much. Is there something wrong with me? Oh, that's clear. Is there yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but is this what's wrong with me? Yeah. And yeah. um I, I actually Googled, I'm like, is is Bluey supposed to be good? <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, no, I searched there's and then a bunch of the search results I got was message boards and posts of like, OK, who likes Bluey and what country are you from? And there's people from Germany and all this other like once it got released on Disney Plus, there's a lot more. After I came back from being sick, I talked to some uh, people at work that I know have young kids and uh, there's like an F.A.T., and, uh, a factory acceptance test for one of the machines that was shipping out and, right. um, went to the one, one of the project managers. I was like, Hey, have you ever seen bluey? And he's like, yes, we are a bluey household as of a week ago. <laughs> and then as we were talking about it, somebody like 50 feet away came over. He's like, you guys talking about bluey. And there was a group of five, like five adult males Talking about Bluey, gushing over how good Bluey is. Really, and then like I had one like showing me is like, yeah, my wife did a Bluey birthday party for my uh oldest, and he's like flipping through pictures and shit like that.
1: This, wow, I am miss. I've missed the train on this. It, <sighs> I'm looking at IMDb. It's number 22 on top rated TV shows of all time. Yeah,
0: it's fantastic.
1: Wow. Um,
0: and Jeez. the, <clears throat> I mean it's, span. I mean. It, In some episodes, they focus on some side characters, uh, but the, the writing of it is really, really good. Um, quest of the curry, which came out, uh, or the curry quest, um, is a pretty good one. It actually kind of explains story structure or the hero's journey within the story. Um, but they have, they have great writing. It, never goes where you think it's going to go but it's also i mean it's very creative um because it kind of plays on the children's imaginations at times and stuff like that but it's i mean for to be able to turn out as many episodes as they do and to keep it entertaining and everything else but i mean you go through the uh i mean yeah the overall rating IMDB rating is 9.6 mm-hmm. out of 10 and of course you're going to get some fanboys and they're just dumping things but i mean here's season three uh and i'll just go down the the list of episodes the ratings 9.0 9.1 8.7 7.7 8.6 8.5 9.1 8. i mean it's i don't know Jeez. it's nuts um i think your youngest would probably <clears throat> like it lincoln yeah you think so Liam might like it too I mean okay I, I mean if you like it put put it on and uh see it,
1: see if they're attached just, to it? just
0: let it go and yeah. um see if they like it, but yeah, my oldest she's nuts over it, my youngest <laughs> doesn't like it uh she likes Pixar still, so gotcha
1: <laughs> but, she, she she likes eating everything around her yeah I know <laughs> That's what she's she, she's in.
0: too busy stuffing her face
1: <laughs> um well, it's sandwiched in between the Vietnam War and Batman, the animated series. As well it should. <laughs> As well it should. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have them watch that than... If I if I have to watch Transformers and that, one and more time, I'm going to lose
0: my mind. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's not... Because most kid shows are... It's either like Daniel Tiger kind of shit to where... I used to like Daniel Tiger. It, he he whines too, a little He's a too little whiny. much. He is. And that I'm He grateful. can be a bit of a bitch.
1: A bit of a <laughs> a bit of a, a bit bitch.
0: Of a <laughs> <laughs> um and Bluey, I mean they still deal with the same stuff. They just do it more on a subtextual level. And So is it
1: sort of like uh, And
0: it's, they don't stop the story to like Right. Stop, all right this is what you need to do this is the kinda. point we're making here, yeah. children and yeah. i mean they'll do that i mean they'll they'll correct <clears> their children <throat> like hey you need to give your sister a turn you okay need to whatever but i mean the humor between the adults um i mean they throw in adult humor yeah. that like there's some episodes where like are the parents hung over right now <laughs> Because they'll be like, Oh, we just we need to sleep in. We we had a like you could just yeah. yeah they yeah. don't explicitly say it, but just the subtext is there and I mean the humor from a parental point of view is really well done too. It's good um, enough to keep the adults engaged. Yeah. Okay. Because you can you can relate to it because then I mean there's episodes to where like the mother will be like you can see her getting visibly frustrated and she's like I need twenty minutes, and she just like walks out the the room. And the whole okay. episode is uh, the father uh, trying to keep the kids from getting to the mother uh, because the mother just needs twenty minutes to take a break. But then it breaks down to where the oldest thinks like, "Oh, mom wishes she didn't have kids." Oh, and so it's kind of like starts settling on some of that more serious aspect of things, um, or like, oh. Uh, like one of the daughter uh, like one of the kids wants to try and be a mom and she's like oh i'm going to learn how to be a mom and then uh then her mom kind of does like the mother instructor thing or like oh let's see if you can pass and um it's like oh you failed and uh the daughter's like oh i failed at being a mom she's like yeah that's okay we all do like some days you may, right. some days you you pass some days you fail and um so it's kind of it, I mean, it takes a more real look at a family dynamic. I feel like than a lot of other kids shows do, to where they either a sugarcoat everything, or pump the brakes on any kind of s- semblance of story, and just to get some kind of point across. Right. But this, I think, is fantastic, and probably, I I would say number. I mean, it was number two just in children's programming, probably right behind Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Wow. I mean, it's...
1: Pretty uh, good. It's
0: really good.
1: So is it? Is it like... Uh, did you watch Hey Arnold at all when you were...
0: I did not. So I was... Uh, I was past that. Okay. So I think the last... Uh, Doug.
1: Doug, okay.
0: And after... Because I think Hey Arnold came out after Doug. It did, yeah. Um, And by the time that happened, I think I was out of the children phase sure sure stuff
1: yeah hey arnold had one of those where you followed him around you got to know the characters in the neighborhood and Mm -hmm. you know you learn lessons along with arnold so is is it like that does blue go like around her neighborhood and all that stuff or is it more centered on the family
0: uh it's mainly centered on the family but i mean she'll she interacts with her cousins i mean they have recurring characters they have recurring jokes um there are there's children at her school and kids that they tend to hang out with like at birthday parties and stuff like that. So it seems like they have their own social circle. So I guess in that aspect, it is similar to that to where you it's um, you don't just meet random character and then never see him again. It's uh, there's a character like Lucky's dad, who I feel always gets like the shitty end of this. Like he always just pops up at the wrong fucking time. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but Lucky's one of their friends um, and they seem to have their own social circle Because when they're at parties Whether it be birthday parties or playgrounds Or something like that They'll run, sometimes run into them um, But it's a big enough city too To where there's some new things right. That happen too But huh. um, but it feels I don't know It, it feels like as far as um, How they handle the relationships And everything else like that It's, it's, it's pretty good I, I recommend it Yeah um, absolutely
1: well, I'm probably gonna end up watching it then.
0: And I mean, it's a master, cl- like I th- master class, master class, no. master class. Fucking, I'm a douchebag. <laughs> um, it's if somebody wanted to get inspirations on how to write short stories for film or something like that, this would be a perfect example to where just looking at all the different. Uh, simple stories that you could do um, in such a short amount of time, and the amount of emotional range you can have in such a short amount of time. the music they have in it great. Hmm. Um, the animation is uh it's not simple but it's not extravagant either it right. It works for what it's doing um, but the music is phenomenal um, the acting the voice i mean the voiceover work is great. It's Australian so there's some Aussie accents. Yeah, and some slang and okay. stuff like that. Um but I mean it's it's great. Uh I'd like to I know Disney Plus has censored a couple of the episodes. Um and I had to look it up because I was like what the fuck did they censor right. from this yeah. that like one was like a poop joke like I think it was a, like a unicorn shitting or something like that. Okay. And I'm like in Pinocchio, the Robert Zemeckis one, doesn't he look like doesn't he look literally at a pile of shit or something? Isn't there like a reference?
1: Yeah, there is. I'm like,
0: that's okay, but we can't. Yeah. So um
1: different I'm, standards?
0: Yeah. yeah I, shocking. I don't know. But it's it's great. Uh I think
1: it's Well you're just gushing over this I, thing. I am how's this not number one? It, it's uh <laughs>
0: because <laughs> but um But no, I mean, yeah, like I said, it was at number two. Uh, It's, I've seen, I mean, I think I've seen most of them at least multiple times. Um, And yeah, just the way, I mean, it's really, really well done. It should not, I kept telling Christy, I was like, a kid's show should not, it should not be this good. Mm -hmm. Like there's way too much, uh, uh, not compassion, but. I guess affection for the property or like care being lo- like this is the kind of stuff that gets created when people care about their work. Right. Okay. And want to do a good job. You're
1: just not used to seeing that
0: anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so and sh- the fact you. that a children's show is doing this and I'm like Phew, like it's All right. It's, nice it's surprise. Great. It's great.
1: Well that's what I'm going to watch with the boys tomorrow morning.
0: Watch it with the boys and if you don't like it you have no heart. That's
1: right. <laughs> but, I do. I
0: have, I have ice in my veins. But yeah uh Season, like the beginning part of season one, eh, it's catching, I mean, it's like anything else, but once it flows in there, it's, it's pretty good. Nice. Um, Bluey. Bluey. That's Jay's number one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, number one, but I put it as number five because it's, it's been on since like 2018. Okay. But I think every year that it's been out, it's been like the number one voted Children's programming show from Aus- of Australia, right. which I mean, how many? There's it, probably it what could be three? Like one of two, yeah, one of two, <laughs> one of three. Uh, but I, it's it's great. W- uh, wh-
1: was it? Weren't the Teletubbies Australian? was well, uh, I think I it was an Australian
0: know. program. Yeah. Well, they upped their game. They upped their game. Yeah.
1: I couldn't stand the Teletubbies. Jeez. But um, so that was your number five? That was my number five. All right, my number four is the outfit. Oh, what is that? It is uh, it's a mystery film and it stars Mark Rylance and Zoe Deutsch. Douche. Is it douche? No, I don't know. Zoe Deutsch. <laughs> She's the uh, daughter of uh, Howard Deutsch and uh girl from Back to the Back to the Future. Oh, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson, yeah. Leah Thompson. That's right. Leah Thompson. Well anyway, uh the outfit, if you haven't seen it, it's about uh uh He's not a tailor. He's a crap. What does he say in the movie? I'm forgetting. Anyway, he makes suits. Okay. So he's got a shop in Chicago, makes suits. And uh, it's sort of like the uh, outpost for like the mafia to where there's like a box at the back of the store where they'll place messages to like give assignments out to the, the mafia. Like, hey, this is where they drop off the message. They go into the store, pick it out. This guy is none the wiser. The guy's running the shop. He's just trying to make suits, not mm-hmm. cause any trouble. I think it was like a, an aspect of him getting a shop in that neighborhood was okay. You, we'll get, we'll let you uh, start your shop here, but just know this is what's going to be happening, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then one night, uh, Z- Zoe Deutsch, <clears throat> excuse me, is dating the uh, son of the head of the mafia. Something goes awry when they're out or whatever, and then shenanigans ensue in the tailor shop and Mark Ryans is just trying to prevent them from it escalating to where he doesn't want it to go because he knows that violence is going to ensue, and then wrapped around that is a mystery, and it's just awesome. <clears throat> I just wasn't anticipating how good it was going to be. It was very engaging. It's, I'm a big fan of single-setting movies, mm-hmm. it's all in the tailor shop. Nice. So it just focuses on the writing, the performances, and it's, it's very engaging. It's very good. It's very quick, well-paced, before you know it, the movie's over, and you're just pleasantly surprised about how just how good it is.
0: Uh, what? Where? Where? Where did you? Was
1: it in uh, theaters or no? Amazon Prime. So you can watch it on Prime. Okay. Uh, Graham Moore, who did the Uh, Imitation Game. Have you ever seen that with Benedict Cumberbatch? I've not seen that, but I'm aware. It's of very it. good. Yeah. So he wrote that, and he wrote this. I, he's a great writer. Um. So this is the. I think this is uh, this is his directorial debut, at least feature film. And you can tell because, like like I said, single setting Mm -hmm. focuses on the dialogue, keeps it simple and simple. Yeah, not a lot of. Mark Rollins is just awesome. Mm -hmm. I really like him. I enjoy him. Uh, There's twists in it, turns. It's very good. Um, Yeah. Nice. Do you know? I mean, I guess.
0: Yeah, you already answered that with. The, I mean, the first time director probably yeah kept his scale small, yeah, but definitely. I was
1: wondering if it was a COVID movie because of the single setting. It might have been. That's a good point. Uh, I th- they filmed it in twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. So they were out, probably out of yeah, bio. yeah. I don't. It, I don't. It wasn't filmed in Chicago. It was on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. You could tell. Dylan O'Brien's in it. You know the kid from uh, the Maze Runner. Yeah, he's okay. I, okay. I'd say if there's a flaw in it, it's him. He's kind of. Uh, there, there's bits and pieces in it where you don't really buy his tough guy act necessarily mm-hmm. because the other guy who's in the movie with him that he's arguing with is knocking it out of the park. He's yeah. way tougher. and So that chemistry is a little uh, not up to snuff, but other than that, I think it's it's just awesome. It's really good. You'd like it. I think most people, if you want to kill an hour and 45 minutes and enjoy a good mystery with some good acting while okay. we're well through time, I liked it. So the
0: outfit on Amazon Prime. Yes. Yeah, I'm watching some shots and cinematography and the color it looks palette. Really good. I think it looks really nice. Yeah. Um I have to check that out.
1: Yeah. If you're a fan of uh Mark Rylance, he was, you know, he did uh Bridge of Spies and BFG. Yep. A lot of a lot of work with Steven Spielberg. Ready Player 1. Yep. Yep. He's really good. He's great in it. And
0: uh Don't Look Up. He was in that too.
1: Yes, yeah, he was. Played the same character as Ready Player One, I feel. He like. yes, he did. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> That's what I said when I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean nothing more to say about it. I mean I mean it's not gonna it's nothing it's not gonna change your life or anything, yeah. but it's very good. Well done. Just a solid movie. Yeah.
0: It's got a great poster. It does.
1: Yeah. So
0: cool. That's your number four. Number four. Number four, the outfit. The outfit. Watch it on Amazon Prime. Yes. Uh my number four
1: Eh. eh. <laughs> Why is Blue number five? <laughs> uh
0: I I I went back and forth with fifteen things. I was gonna put Winning Time on there. Okay. Um yeah. but then my list was turning into like just a list of T V shows, which says something I guess. Yeah. Um but I put um I put Elvis um oh, all right. instead of Winning Time because Winning Time I really enjoyed but it, I picked Elvis because Winning Time didn't do anything new for uh, the guy who kind of created Adam. Uh, what's its nut? The Don't Look Up guy. Adam. Oh, Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Uh, it felt like Adam McKay doing the Adam big McKay short things. Yeah, yeah. Adam, like the big short, or like just. Breaking Vice. the fourth wall, talking to the camera and explaining what's going on—like I've seen that before. Right, right. Um, and he's done that before, so it didn't feel new. But winning time was still fun, and I'm still—I'm um, looking forward to season two. Um, I put Elvis on there because uh, your mom wouldn't shut up about it, and she loves her some Elvis. She does, and she would but, have
1: Elvis's baby in a heartbeat.
0: So I put that <laughs> on, and Boz Lerman. I didn't watch The Great Gatsby. I enjoyed mm.
1: um, Australia. <laughs>
0: I did not watch that. <laughs> I I enjoyed uh, it was a Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. It's pretty good. I liked a lot. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. And uh, so I put this on. As far as music biopics go, uh, at least this was different, mm-hmm. and was? it wasn't the whole oh, here he is performing at a talent show, and, oh, here's a the mandatory montage of him playing at these recognizable venues as he, his fame shoots up, and, oh, now he gets into drugs, so that goes down the tubes, and here's his redemption, and then you have uh, a title screen of what happened and his legacy on the blah, blah, yep, blah. Yeah, and then you blah, have... <clears throat> photos of his life,
1: to, yeah, for and, the incredible. So yeah.
0: it has some of that at the end. Like, I thought it was great up until the end to where it had oh, what was it? Um, it just had that, like, what happened to the characters, yes, kind of yes. a thing. I'm like, oh, that kind of killed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, why'd you do that? He's so close. I was like, just, just. Don't tell anybody. Just let people research that shit on their own. They oh, have yeah. the access to that information sure. if they want it. Um, Especially about Elvis. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, I put it on there just because it was enjoyable. I thought the guy did a very good impersonation of Elvis. He was very good. Um, Austin Butler, yeah, he's he's good. Notice how I did not say acting of Elvis because previous episode, I am against awards to people that portray people who have been on video because it's just in person, like Ray.
1: Ah, I see what you're saying.
0: But but anyways, no, I thought he did, uh, Austin Butler did a good job, the musical numbers. I thought the film did a great job portraying the uh, sexuality of his audience Mm. and that magnetism that he had. I thought that was very well done, uh, especially like earlier part in the movie to where um, the women in the audience were just like, oh my
1: God. Like right. the humidity
0: went up 110% the right, right, right. and whatnot. Getting all clumped. Yeah, and <laughs> um, that was well done. The acting was good. Tom Hanks in it was fine. fine. I, yeah, uh, He felt like a cartoon character at times, which was probably part of the point. I'm guessing, but um there isn't a lot of audio
1: of what's his name, Colonel? Yeah. Colonel Colonel. Um, I want to say Sanders. It can't be Colonel Sanders. It is Colonel Sanders. Is it really?
0: I'm looking it up. No, it's not Colonel
1: Sanders. <laughs> Colonel something or other.
0: Um <clears throat> but But
1: you're right. He was more he, he seemed like I don't want to say Foghorn Leghorn. Tom, Colonel just, Parker. Colonel Tom Parker, Parker, yeah. I'm uh, it's not Foghorn Leghorn. You, I just I'm thinking of that cuz you you mentioned it earlier. Yeah it's um, something else
0: it's yeah it's a very it's a i think cuz the guy was from eastern europe or like something denmark like that
1: like denmark or sweden or norway finland something like that um
0: but uh i mean overall the acting there's a guy who played uh was louis armstrong no um god was it little richard yeah pretty good huh that guy was good, he was and, good i mean again. he was only in there for like 3 minutes yeah, and yeah. um I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the the I guess uh, Austin Butler did a lot of the musical performance yep. earlier in the part of the movie, and then they kind of moved more of his voice into Elvis's voice, actually from recordings, later part of the movie. Um, but I learned something new about Elvis. I didn't know he was much, I mean, he was pretty much more of a puppet his entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, i thought some of the like the international the casino uh that he performs in later on in life the way that that's kind of portrayed in the movie is almost looks feels set up like a prison and yeah. um very well done in that but it, it's different from other musical music biopics if it was the same as uh ray or uh walk the line um great balls of fire like a lot of these yeah i mean they're all bomba. the same yeah. yeah um yeah but i mean it was different enough to where like oh that was a pleasant surprise yeah again
1: it's not it's not going to change your life but it's entertaining it is it's shot completely different it's unique in the way it's just boz lerman though he's just yeah. extravagant
0: yeah he is flashy and it works for this um doesn't seem out of nowhere i mean the flashiest thing i think and there is just the opening title sequence. Yeah, to where when it played, I was like, "Oh Jesus!" I was like, "I forgot how flashy he was," and I was like, "Well, it's going to be two hours of this." He it's, gets it gets settles dude, down, yeah. but yeah, it settles down a
1: little bit. But still,
0: it still has his yeah. flair with it, which is fine. Yeah,
1: one thing I don't like about Boz Luhrmann in his past couple movies, he, where he infuses like current hip hop music in with mm-hmm. the music of the time. He did that with the Great Gatsby. Where I'm watching The Great Gatsby, and then like there's that old timey like waltzy music, like okay, and then Jay Z starts rapping over the beat, and I'm like, what the f- w- why? See, why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> the same thing happened with El- and Elvis. Like all of a sudden, like Cardi B comes on, and I'm like, all right, like mm-hmm. he, he, yeah, you know, Elvis Presley is Elvis Presley for a reason. I think the music could speak for itself.
0: Yeah, and I, at least in Elvis, I would say it didn't bother me um, because I've seen that like Quentin Tarantino did that with uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. And I was not a fan of that then um, when, when he did it there because he had, was it Ennio Ennio Marcone did the the score? No, no, you don't put in fucking (laughs) pop rap or rap when you have Ennio Marcone scoring your film. Just have mm-hmm. him do his job, and so that kind of yeah, pissed me off. Yeah. This, um, I was fine with it, just because I understand the feeling that Boz Lerman wanted to have, and I, f- I felt like it it fit better than it than when I saw it done in Django Unchained. Mm. Um, so it didn't take me out of it as much. Um, but with something like Great Gatsby. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel about that. But but he also did that again with, yeah, Moulin Rouge, too. He, he did, which yeah. Which was mainly the whole movie. I think that
1: was the whole point of that movie, though. Yeah. But, All right.
0: So, yeah, so that's my, what was that? Number, number four? Number four. Number four. Asterix.
1: <laughs> it was on uh, my honorable mention. Yeah. It, it's fine. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's not going to blow your mind. No. All right. Well, my number three is All Quiet on the Western Front. Ah, I've not seen that. That is uh, a war movie. Yes. For all those who haven't read the book, if it wasn't assigned to you in your freshman English class. <clears throat> but it, those of you who are unaware of it, it's bas It takes a perspective of a young German soldier in, during World War One and his time on the Western Front. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. I um, read the book. Yes, I've read the book too. I don't remember it. And why would you? It was like twenty <laughs> it's fucking. It's been twenty-five years. years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been forever. <laughs> Uh, but I I know there was a there's a 1930s movie that I think is on the the AFI list top 100 All Quiet on the Western Front. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's been adapted multiple times since then, uh, but this is the first adaptation I've ever seen of that book. And again, I haven't read it in years, so I forget a lot of it. I just remember that it was from the German soldier's perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. And that's what I like about this movie is that it's from the German soldier's perspective during World War One. They're always the villains and all sure. war movies yep. from one to two, so that's that sets this movie apart from any war movies that come out that are where World War One or two are the subject of the movie. But it's uh, written well; it's adapted well, I should say. Uh, Cinematography is amazing. The battle scenes are unbelievable, brutal as fuck. It's it it pulls no punches in terms of brutality. It it really. Puts the viewer in the uh, aspect of like trench warfare mm-hmm. better than I like because I like 1917 that came out a couple years ago uh, where it was just one long shot, but yep. it's not in the trench warfare aspect for that much of the movie. Cause he's running around because so, he's running yeah. around, yeah, trying to get a message to somebody. But this one is the first like 45 minutes to an hour. It's they're in the trenches and uh, it starts off with the, they they're so excited to go to war. Uh, it's their dream to be German heroes, and they mm-hmm. they do that really well. The first fifteen minutes, where they're in war, you know, the war academy, and they just can't wait to go to war. They're so excited, and they get there, and just uh, the 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 drop of it's like instantaneous because right when they get there, like it's it's bombarded with with gunfire and bombs, and the, all their hopes shrink instantly. And some of them, it's like a Saving Private Ryan moment, right? Just a wake up call. Some of them run, some of them just sit down and shake in fear some of them shit themselves i mean it's it's great like how it, it's so believable mm-hmm. um but i mean it's long it's two and a half hours and it's it's subtitled so if you're not a fan of good sub- <laughs> subtitles it should be don't watch
0: <laughs> here's a psa don't watch dubbed shit just yes subtitle it i agree because I agree. even though yeah you don't want to read subtitle it by the time you get done watching it when you think back on the movie you won't remember reading it. You'll just yeah. remember hearing it. the
1: yep. dialogue. But yeah, it's 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 cool too. It sets itself apart because they don't talk about the enemy all that much in the movie. You forget that you're even. Uh, when you see the story of a German soldier, they 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 don't even talk about why they're fighting anymore because they they forget what they're even fighting for, mm-hmm. and they're all the movie's center around their hopes and aspirations when the war is over, and they're just they're just biding time for it to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to survive long enough. Exactly. To go home. And use a viewer. Don't even, you don't even know what they're fighting for or what they're fighting over. Um, but man, it is, I love war movies that don't tone down the brutality of war. I like it. I like it when it's realistic and this, this, uh, spares no expense at all. It's some really crazy battle scenes that I haven't really seen before. Good. Uh, really good. Uh, I liked it a lot. It's a good war movie. I'm a sucker for a good war movie, Jay. Good, and that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's how, been out for a while now. Like,
0: how much do you think that movie cost?
1: Uh, it looks great. I would like a hundred million, hundred million at least. At least a hundred million. At least, I would say. Because I mean, the set design's nuts. I mean the
0: the act. I mean, I am scrolling through the only actors that I recognize is Daniel Bruhl, who's yeah. been in some Marvel stuff, and, um.
1: He's good in it, but he's only in it for like twenty, twenty five minutes or so. Well, it's
0: only a hundred million. They kind of bring
1: him into right. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, all the actors you don't know who they are. I feel you, like you've never heard they're of them.
0: How come Netflix doesn't make this shit for us? We get we get fucking. <laughs> I
1: don't The know. bubble. <laughs> I don't. I don't know.
0: That 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 probably
1: cost a hundred and fifty million. It probably did. Yeah, they um, paid Judd Apatow a shit ton of money for it. Hmm.
0: Oh, and cool. It's really good. Yeah, that's definitely on my watch list. Um, I like. I am not a huge fan of war movies, but I like it when it's done well. It's like done. Band of Brothers and stuff yeah. like that.
1: And it's been a while since I've seen a good. I, I like Nineteen Seventeen. That was good. I, I think I like this one more than Nineteen Seventeen.
0: How do you think it ranks next to? I guess the epitome of the war movie, Saving Private Ryan. It's not as good as Saving Private Ryan. No, no. no. What What makes it? Is it just? The, I just like the, the story. Story the story's is better. better. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I said, this story is just you're following the one German soldier and he's just trying to survive. Yep. That's it. There's not an overarching story. It's just there to show you that this war is not a good thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that was your number three. Number three. Number three. All Quiet on the Western Front. Found on Netflix.
1: German film. German film. So, For, you know, I'm foreign. You're artsy. Sophisticated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I see your beret on. <laughs> yeah. Except that they wear those in France. So, yeah. um, Makes
1: complete sense.
0: The uh, all right, my number three was Reacher. Yes, so we already talked about
1: that. And what's your number two?
0: My number two is Everything Everywhere All at Once.
1: Ooh, I just missed my list. Just missed your list. Just a bit. Just
0: outside. a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good movie. Um, and again, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's yeah. entertaining. Um, I put it on there again because. If you hadn't seen anything with a multiverse or parallel universes mm-hmm. or dimensions stuff like that, then this is kind of like a fun discovery. Um, I put it higher because everyone else was, and I was afraid of what people would think of me if I didn't have it up higher.
1: It, right, um, it's it's gonna win all the awards. It, yeah, it'll <laughs>
0: it'll win best screenplay at the Oscars. I think so. Yeah, that would, uh, make but sense. it'll be nominated for best picture, uh, but it won't win.
1: You don't think so? No. Uh, best I think people are gonna love it. They're gonna it's gonna
0: win. Uh, you just think it'll win best picture. I think it will. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I don't know. There's an abortion movie out. Yeah. There's the sh- she said about uh, women. Getting oh yeah. Abused. There's that. <laughs> uh, uh, that'll win best picture because see guys, we we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. forgive ourselves. We for- um, You're forgiven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I put it on here because it was fun. Um, the action choreography was very good. Was good. Um, it didn't take itself too seriously, but it presented some, it did very well presenting some kind of far out there ideas. Um, and well, I mean, hot dog fingers, come on. Yeah. Hot dog <laughs> fingers. I like, I like the rock universe. It I mean, was just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> Having a conversation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and it's a good time. I didn't put it as number one because um well because it's not. But <laughs> um But I thought it I thought it was good. It was entertaining. Um I'm sure I will probably watch it again at yeah, some point. So. Um It's unique enough. I think it I first time watching it I was kind of like, eh. Not let down, but, I mean, there was so much hype around this movie, and everyone was like, oh, my God, it's amazing, and blah, 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 blah. And it's, mm, I mean, it, it's good, but it's not the first time I've been aware of parallel universes mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, there's, like, the one movie with Jet Lee and uh, Jason Statham. <laughs> you love that movie. No, uh, it's <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind, because I was like, they did this, like, 20 fucking years ago, and no one watched that one. Of course, right. yeah.
1: this one is a better v- Movie, yeah, it's yeah. completely
0: different story. But um, did you
1: hear that short short round got nominated for a Golden Globe? He might get nominated for an Oscar. Daniel, what's his name? Hugh. His name is Short Round. Oh yeah. Um, Hugh Jesus Christ. What the fuck yeah, I names? should I shouldn't have done that too. What's
0: his what What was his name before? <laughs> Sh- short. Jonathan runs? Kwan. Yeah. Was yeah how he went uh, how he was credited before when yeah he was yeah kid. yeah yeah um, but uh well that's good. No, yeah. I I like and I hope he's in uh more movies uh, cuz he did I I think he did a great job. Um I mean yeah, all the acting is very well done. Um it's got a nice message about life mm-hmm. and how you spend your life and, and family and yeah, and yeah. lost ambitions and all that nonsense. Um so, but
1: it's good. It's good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like I said, barely barely miss my my list. I mean, I'd watch it again for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely entertaining. It's unique for sure. Yeah. It's better than Doctor Strange and the the other stupid multiverse movie we saw. Yes. So it's got that going for it. It does. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, huh? Yeah. What's your number two? My number two uh, was my shocker of the year, Barbarian.
0: Mm. That just... <laughs> just just my, a bit just outside. List.
1: Yeah. I, I'm a big horror fan. It's by far the best horror movie I saw all year uh suspenseful i appreciated how unique it was I, I couldn't believe how funny it was that's square footage i mean oh, that's, that's funny that's <laughs> a funny shit that'll get me every time man that would that came out of left field i was laughing out loud uh i thought justin long was perfectly cast in that role Hmm. um again single setting i'm a big fan of it i mean it, it did cut away to justin long character but that's like 10 minutes and the rest mm-hmm. of it's in that house uh, I like the transitions between the house and then it goes back in a time to with, with uh, the, the creeper who was yeah. in the house, you know, raping women mm-hmm. as one does. As one does when you ha- when you live by yourself, When you live by
0: yourself in the house
1: and you're so. shopping for fucking baby diapers yeah. or plastic wrap. Or, exactly. And- yeah. Where's your shovels? Can I get a pickaxe too? where's your chainsaws at? <laughs> having a baby? <laughs> yeah. Where's your formula? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I was just shocked by it. It's the pacing's great. The the screenplay's good. Uh, I mean, first again, like a first time director, Zach mm-hmm. Krieger. Never heard of the guy. He was in uh, was
0: it the whitest kid you know? Yeah, he's an actor. Um, yeah, I I watched it off your recommendation. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it felt like I was watching a movie that I would watch in college. Meaning mm-hmm. there was. Um, whoever was making it was trying some different tricks and they were just like, oh, this might be interesting to like, there's a shot where, um, it kind of starts off, uh, when the main character pulls up and stops and the camera kind of pushes in. And then it. And I was watching, I was like, it's going to push through the window and it pushed through the window. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I saw the same after effects tutorial 12 years ago when they first, so there's like some cliched. Uh, stuff like that but the transitions that they i mean there was one transition from i think it was a cup of tea to Mm -hmm. something else he was thoughtful in his transitions to Mm -hmm. different shots or different scenes and that's what i enjoy um a lot of movie typical movie editing they don't want to call attention to it i kind of like that just because they plan that great, then that puts more trust into the story. That if they're taking that much care between cutting from one shot to the next, then I feel like okay, then they took that same amount of care in developing the story, yeah, and making the rest of the movie. So, right, that kind of d- I, I like that, um, and it helps me dive deeper into movies like that. That when that care is very apparent, right, on screen.
1: Well, for those who haven't seen it, it's essentially about a girl who gets an Airbnb in Detroit because she has a job interview the next day, and there's someone in her Airbnb, and there's a convention in town, so she can't, she's not gonna be able to find a place to stay that night. So she has to sort of grapple with: should I stay with the guy who's in my Airbnb? Do I trust him? And that's where the movie mm-hmm. starts, and then it goes off the rails. I don't want to spoil it or anything. Yeah. It's pretty. I, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to go in the direction it did go uh which is great i I like that and uh it was it was fun yeah some scary moments and uh again i can't believe how funny it was Mm -hmm. that square footage scene is hilarious yeah that's fucking brilliant (laughs) (laughs) it's so good (laughs) um
0: yeah it is good uh the only and this hopefully if you haven't seen barbarian don't let this deter you the ending i did not like. Didn't like the ending? Okay. I felt it just felt slightly rushed. To where everything was good and it, it was just like the last minute and a half. I was just like
1: Really? Yeah. All I would right. ag- I would agree with you because I think they were like all right, here we are. How do we end this? Yeah. That- Cuz
0: I mean it it ends at the 90 minute mark. It does. Pretty like, it's spot, like on, spot on. Yeah. Which is good. I mean it feels like it feels a full story, it doesn't feel too quick, mm. but it's it's a perfect amount of time. Um and and with movies like that, like what I mean I How don't I you? don't have a better ending for exactly, it. It's exactly, exactly. It is what it is. Yeah. But it's it's good. It's definitely it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you like horror. If you don't like horror, you're still gonna like it.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. If you're not a fan of horror, you you would still like it. It's mm-hmm. if you like suspense, you definitely will like it. Yeah. Uh, but th- I mean, not a lot of good horror movies came out this past year, so th- that's probably why it stands out mm-hmm. because this is by far the best one, easily. Yeah, if you like Silence of the Lambs,
0: you'll like this. But yeah, not, not to compare this to. Silence.
1: No, I'm not. No, but, I would say but <laughs> the,
0: as far as the suspense, the trust issue, the yeah, yeah. the, um, not necessarily the male gaze theme, but more of um, just the un- more of the trust issue mm-hmm. and being in the situation.
1: Yep. That you're in. So Very good. Yes. So what was your number two? Uh, you already did oh, that.
0: Yeah, everything everywhere.
1: That's right. All at once. All right, number one. Number one is I, I have a feeling that we both have the yeah, same we number do. one. Yeah. I mean it's top gun. Yeah, it is top gun. And without a doubt. Yeah. There's no argument.
0: That that's the number one movie of the year.
1: By far. Financially. Financially, culturally. Uh screenplay. Entertainment, yeah. performances, camera work, stunts. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Great um, movie.
0: Yeah. Cultural impact. Uh-huh. I've seen more people growing mustaches over the summer. Like when we were at the lake, I'd see more people trying to look like Rooster from Top Gun. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice Than this. Than any other movie character. Like the only other movie character I'd think of that people were trying to be like was, uh, was a. Eddie from Stranger Things.
1: I thought you were going to say Eddie from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Christmas Vacation.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, Eddie from Stranger Things. Right. Um, but
1: oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The, hmm. I mean, I had a guy I work with like his teenage son, like because I watched the movie. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then he like showed me a picture, like his son dressed up as like just for his style. Like he got a Hawaiian shirt, a fucking wife beater on underneath jeans. Really, and he was trying to grow a mustache. <laughs> And he's like, what does that look like? And I'm like, a shitty cosplay of <laughs> fucking... The- Miles Teller? Yeah, My- Miles Teller. And uh, he's like, oh, you're right. Except, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you he said it was somebody from Top Gun. And I was like, yeah. Oh, boy. Like, tell him to keep growing the mustache. But I didn't notice any of this. I didn't I didn't notice the rooster phenomenon. Yeah, because we were... It was like one time we were at the lake. It was like these group of college-age kids or something... And like one like walked over and I eavesdrop and just stare at people from a distance because I'm a creep. And when I did that, one of the like kids came up and he was growing a mustache. And like one of the girls of the group was like, "Oh, did you do that because of Top Gun?" And I was like, "Yeah, he did that because of Top, Top Gun." Gun. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it made the most money. Yeah, it he's pulled on his more own. asses and. Theater seats. Yeah. And it gave people a reason to go back to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that a st- it's the same movie. Pretty much. It's the exact same fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And it's still really well done. So well and done. And it's not, it doesn't yeah. feel stale. And um, it brought enough newness to it that warranted its existence. Plus, yeah. it was shot like. Two years was, ago. Yeah, it was shot two years ago. Yeah, and most movies that were shot and then are shelved for two years for any reason, mm-hmm. typically it doesn't work out well for them. No. Um, yeah, they start having second thoughts and should we reshoot this? And, yeah, should then they start fiddling with it
1: more and it kind of yeah. ends up ruining it. But they uh, that movie they did a that's I mean it's I again I keep going back to movies that surprised me. I was not expecting it to be this good when I yeah went into the theater. And and as I'm watching, I'm just like, I can't believe how good this is right now. And it topped it off with the Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good! It's I've been and I've been hearing arguments about you know what's better, Top Gun One or this one. It's like, come on, guys, the Top Gun Maverick is better yeah. than Top Gun. Yeah, and it's you're just you're clinging on this nostalgia that you remember seeing it as a kid or whatever, and how you thought Maverick was the coolest, mm-hmm. and how that movie was just. So amazing, I mean, it's a good movie, but it's not better than Top Gun Maverick. You just need to come to grips with that. Yeah, everything is
0: better in this. I mean, the oh yeah, the aerial fight. Oh, it's amazing. All the plane
1: sequences. I mean, is that fucking stunt they did with with the jet, like doing like a a sidewinder thing, or I don't even know what that was. Yeah, the air break or something to where it just kind of unreal. I don't know how he gets away with some of the shit he did. did have you seen the, uh, the, have we, did we talk about this already? The I mission of possible so. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you weren't yeah. too impressed. I wasn't impressed. I was yeah. like, the
0: fucker's h- hung out of a plane. He's been flying jets everywhere. Yeah. He, uh, but he climbed in a building in, uh, Dubai. He, uh-huh. um, yeah. Does all these things. He jumped out of a fish tank in the first Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. I, hard hung to... off a cliff in the huh, second one. Yeah, hung off the, did the Jesus hang in uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible 2. Showing off his lats. Yeah. Exploded himself against a car in the third movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, riding a motorcycle off a cliff, Yeah.
1: I mean, six sixty, what sixty? Yeah, but he's got a parachute.
0: It's not like he landed on the bike. Yeah. I told you, I was waiting for him to slip on the <laughs> slip <laughs> and fall, like and face plant, and just dribble over the edge, get knocked unconscious, <laughs> and just fall to his death.
1: <laughs> Whoopsie! <laughs> Meanwhile, the whole crew is like, "Fuck! There goes our meal ticket." <laughs> hey, he's insured for you know five hundred million dollars. It's fine. we'll yeah. all get paid. But yeah. I mean, what else to say about Top Gun Maverick? We've already discussed it ad nauseum. Yeah. It's um I could watch it anytime, any place. I enjoy it a lot. It's one of those movies that you can just kinda you wanna watch Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah.
0: Let's throw it on there. And it I didn't watch the past Mission Impossibles. Um I mean I've seen one, two, and three. Seen Ghost Protocol. That was the fourth one, right?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: What was the one after that?
1: Rogue Nation.
0: Okay. What was the one after that? Uh, after. Was Rogue Nation when he holds his breath in that water tank? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've seen that one. Uh, oh, Fallout. Fallout. Is that Fallout. the one with Superman's yeah, mustache? Yeah. Henry Cavill. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, <clears throat> Superman's mustache? Yeah. I. <laughs> well, no, not anymore. He's not Superman anymore. No, he's not. I don't think I've seen that
0: one. Um, That's a good one. That's what I hear. And it's um, very good. But when I, I mentioned in Bluey, my number five, right. Uh that one. you could tell people care. <laughs> yeah. This movie had that too. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is because of Tom Cruise, which crazy as he is, at least he cares about mm-hmm. what he's doing and he puts everything into what he's currently doing. Um To where, because of how this was so good, I mean, I think anything that he's in for the next 10 years, I'm just going to go see. Right. Just because he's one of those people. He's like a Christopher Nolan, but an actor slash producer. um, To where he's not directing it, but eh, he's probably has his hand. Oh, he's yeah, probably I'm sure. call, he. he's he's calling the most, the shots. Yeah, he has the most power on those movies than easily. Than a lot of people. So um but the fact if he's involved in it and then he has that power, I think that um I think a lot of people will be interested in see what he's doing next.
1: Absolutely. Um well he he says his number one priority is making sure that the audience can try to experience the stunts or the uh the uh ambiance of the of the scene itself. Mm-hmm. So he does take good, you know, pride and care with making sure he gets that done. And
0: yeah, and I hope he keeps doing that.
1: I mean, again, it's a simple story. Like you said, it's the same thing. Yeah, but it's very, very well. Oh God, yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't beat you over the head with. Like, like I, I think of like the uh, the scene where they're playing football. Mm -hmm. I'm like, please don't do like another music montage of like just abs and Mm -hmm. people high five and I mean, there's that bit of it but i like that where he just gets off yeah and he just watches them and you, so you like the part where he gets off yes he okay gets, yeah, yeah when yeah. he's
0: getting off on the beach yes, with, the, yeah, with yeah. the shirtless guys okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so we got that yeah I'm gonna cut it that is,
1: it's not beating <laughs> you over the head like hey remember that scene yeah from the original movie this is mm-hmm. like this is a uh like a and they explain it it's like oh it's a team building exercise right right, and,
0: right yeah
1: um yeah but and i like how they didn't but you
0: know why they put that they you know yeah. why they put that in there, but it wasn't like... It was it, like a wink. Yeah, it was a wink. It was hey, like, yeah. eh, it's like, why are they out there playing football? It's a team-building exercise. <laughs> yes. I mean, did they they knew what they were doing, and the, but they played it off
1: to where... Yeah, um, it's my butt in the moonwalk.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> my butt in the moonwalk shot.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the relationship between him and uh, Jennifer Connolly wasn't... Again, they, they weren't right on the motorcycle and making out like... Mm-hmm. With like the moonlight and all that shit, it was like it played it played out like a like a relationship that two 50 year olds would have. Yeah, it was it was good, good stuff. Yep, it's it's the best movie of the year, hands down. No question about it, for sure. Well, what were some of your? Uh, so here's some of the stuff I haven't seen that maybe we could make the list. So The I haven't seen that. Babylon. I've actually heard bad things about Babylon disappointing apparently it's just a lot of random shit over excessive like Hollywood it's like cocaine and there's a lot of gratuitous sex in it and it's like just shocking for the sake of being shocking like the story Mm. itself is kind of bleh so I don't know if Damien Chazelle thought that he was hot shit and he's like I just want to do a movie about Hollywood and I would have thought First Man would have cooled his heels on the hot shit portion of it but I don't know Hmm. <clears throat> but you know, the more I think about that concept, like the frivolity of the nineteen twenties in Hollywood, and I mean, we'll see. It yeah. doesn't really sound interesting anymore to me. Maybe. There's a lot of people that talked about uh
0: said that about Wolf of Wall Street too.
1: Yeah, that's true. Not that I'm comparing Damien Chazelle to fucking <laughs> <Mark and> Martin <laughs> Scorsese, but <laughs> <laughs> um That movie was funny. Yeah. Funny as hell. Really and, good. and
0: it was more it was over the top to be, to have a the, have a, there a, was a There was a point to was that, a which point to there it. may be a point in Babylon 2.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I, don't uh, um, I I haven't seen season three of Jack Ryan. You already mentioned the unbearable way to Massive Town. I really yeah. want to see that. Uh, there's this movie called The Stranger on Netflix that my brother keeps recommending to me. No. And he hates movies, so the fact that he's recommending a movie is kind of like... Maybe this actually, this, maybe this is actually good, or it's the worst fucking thing I know ever could be. And <laughs> could, could be. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is why. <laughs> this is why he doesn't recommend movies. Uh, the menu, and then uh, uh, the new Pinocchio with uh, you know Guillermo del Toro. G- Guillermo. Gu- yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Del Guillermo. Toro. That's what they say when good as well, they should yeah when he's getting an award <laughs> everyone stares at him like you're hey, racist tone it down a notch you Roll your r's
0: <laughs> um yeah there i mean yeah and then the R house stuff and which i don't know i don't it's hard to see that stuff i i only I get i only get two hours to myself yep a week most of the time i dedicate that to sleep um, yes
1: so, Jay, you're not gonna spend time watching No Bears. That's the number one rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. The fuck is that? This year. Uh No Bears portrays two parallel love stories, and both the lovers are troubled by hidden, inevitable obstacles. Jesus Christ, hold on. <laughs> I can't even get through this.
0: I'm waiting uh, with bated breath.
1: Invadable obstacles, the force of superstition and the mechanics of power. Directed by Jafar Panahi, 100%. Critic score. Hmm. How many people? Uh, no audience score because zero audience. No one <laughs> no saw one, it. No one saw it. says <laughs> fewer than 50, 50 ratings, so it doesn't qualify for an audience score. Yeah. Hmm. It, yeah. And the, the ha- happening, I don't even know what this is. happening. Uh, it's a... Uh... Movie:
0: This woman in the 60s gets an abortion or something. A very oh. uplifting thing of the year.
1: Jesus Christ. Um, uh, critical consensus on this one. A tough but rewarding watch happening puts a personal face on an impossibly difficult choice and its heart-rending aftermath. Can't wait to go watch that. That that sounds fun. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds, sounds like fun. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> fuck, fuck Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jeez, crazy uh, crazy <clears throat> Yeah
0: uh Yeah I'm going to have to watch some more stuff but there's uh yeah the fable of men's I want to watch I feel like I don't know I I'm a sucker for movies about movies cuz I like movies so Yeah I know
1: um Steven Spielberg I mean come on it's got to be all right It's got to be I I <laughs> the uh
0: Yeah But yeah I mean I had a lot of stuff like I don't know Cobra Kai was my most fun I think yeah but but Top Gun had a different because I like Avatar I was thinking because I was thinking I was like well should I put Avatar on there because I'd like it to be things that people should at least watch Mm -hmm. but Avatar is one of those things you need to watch in theaters if it's on video eh whatever you want to do it if not you don't need to watch
1: it on your phone yeah
0: watch it on your phone like (laughs) God intended you're gonna be immersed in it um but I feel like Top Gun did. Top Gun's just way much better than Avatar because I, I mean it's it a, is. It's an animated movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to it where is. the technological achievement. I guess I can't appreciate the. Te- I cannot appreciate the technological achievements that Avatar had done, but I can appreciate the technical technological achievements for Top Gun Maverick because they took apart an IMAX camera. And mm-hmm. had it in the the lens and a separate body to fit into a plane, so that way they could get shots of the actors into it, that and the choreography of the flight scenes yeah. and everything else, to where you could feel the danger or you could feel the suspense. That was the the only time <clears throat> in theaters or only time watching a movie this year that I was kind of like, "Ooh, like, yeah, what's what's going to
1: happen?" Kind yeah. of a thing and felt it a little bit yeah and that's the beauty of practical effects though yeah that's why i love practical effects practical effects but
0: i mean they they played that up with the story too to where i was kind of waiting for somebody to die
1: yeah i for sure thought maverick was gonna die i thought they were gonna do it but um but then i remember they needed to have that scene in the aircraft carrier at the end they had to yeah because it's the you know that's you gotta you gotta mirror it it.
0: it's the same movie you gotta (laughs) mirror it that's just the rules man um bullet train um it was enjoyable I enjoy that uh I didn't put it on there just because uh, some of the shots were just bad mm-hmm. like it just felt like they didn't have enough money for the the effects yeah um, you talking
1: about the scene where they they're like hanging on the back of the train and it, yeah anything with a green yeah. screen
0: i mean there's some like just even at toward the end when they're away from the train it just felt yeah, no, yeah, that's a green screen. Yeah, that feels weird. Yeah. That, but the characters were fun. Um, it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, the like other things that I had, I mean, it was just a bunch of stuff that I, I thought was fine. House of the Dragon,
1: yeah, yeah, enjoyable, enjoyable. Have it on there. Um,
0: I mean, The Weird Al, <clears throat> I had confessed yeah. Fletch just because it was nice watching a movie that it's just a simple movie you just
1: turn your brain off
0: (laughs) a little bit um but i mean it wasn't slapstick comedy it was the the characters were well done um because it wasn't a chevy chase right fletch sequel it was a fletch book thing
1: they adapted the book correct
0: and so it wasn't kind of slapsticky it was just there's characters and they Mm. felt like characters and it wasn't over the top it wasn't I mean it's just a fine movie mm. um but it wasn't I mean there there's a lot of okay stuff but yeah. there was very few things that was like oh my god and the only thing that was that was shocking and truly I think over the top enjoyable was Top Gun
1: yeah absolutely I have had the Banshees of Ina Sheeran on here I yeah. watched that last week very good I'm a big fan of Martin McDonough uh it got a little slow towards the end, but man, the, the concept, I, I love the concept. If you haven't seen it, it's Brandon Gleason decides he doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell anymore. Mm-hmm. Just out of the blue. And Colin Farrell doesn't understand why. And that's what the whole movie's about. Okay. And it's great. Because <laughs> you can kind of relate to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, Brandon Gleason's like, because you're so dull. Like, you, you spent an hour yesterday talking about your donkey taking a crap on your porch. He's like, what did that do for me? <laughs> It's great, yeah, yeah. It, I, I'm I'm happy that people will still green light movies like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make a movie about a guy who's going to be friends with another guy. Yeah. All right. Here's here's eighty million dollars. Go shoot it because it mm-hmm. looks great and uh, the sounds awesome. The performances are great. I mean, it's it's a really good, well done movie. And Martin McDonough's a really good writer. Some some weird, shocking shit that happens in the movie that I wasn't expecting, but that always happens when mm-hmm. for, with his movies. um uh, but it just didn't make my list because I like the other five more. It was yeah. close.
0: Yeah, I, I like smaller movies <laughs> like that. That I mean aren't great. Like Confess Fletch would be an example of that. It's a very small movie. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to make a sequel. I wish they would. Like if it was just direct to video. I guess direct to streaming now. Still have the same actors if they're willing to do it. But yeah, they just you just pop out another one. Yeah. A, like a year or two later, Wouldn't something be expensive, like that. Right? Yeah, it's not. It, I, I can't imagine it'd be that expensive. Hmm. Um, but I mean, just something to take a break, and it doesn't have to be like a massive, yeah, comic book movie or some sad bastard art house thing about <laughs> someone's ass cancer coming back. <laughs> As a child and slapping him in the face or whatever the shit. But, yeah. um, that sounds like a great movie. It's just fantastic. It just yeah. got greenlit. Um, <laughs> the, but yeah, just more stuff that doesn't yeah.
1: feel rushed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, I don't
0: know.
1: Yeah, I, I want more of the, the 50 to $80 million range movies. There's a lot of thought into it mm-hmm. where, cause n- nowadays movies are either, one million dollar art house movies, yeah. or passion projects, or their giant franchises that are two hundred fifty million dollars to make. Mm.
0: It's
1: a damn shame. Just have some care,
0: but we got AI coming, so yeah, they're we'll just going to start making movies now, just churning out, uh huh, but loads of content, just what we just need. Average computer generated mm. shit. It's gonna be great. Be <sighs> fantastic.
1: It's got to be better than some of the writing for some of the stuff that's coming out, though. To be fair, I oh, don't
0: know. I think some of the writing that's coming out now <laughs> is AI. Is by AI. <laughs> it's AI. <laughs> it's fucking lazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's uh, true.
0: But uh, well.
1: Hopefully, twenty twenty three will be better. Um, yeah. Is there anything that's coming out that you're looking forward to? Um, looking forward to. I mean, I'm interested in some stuff. Yeah. There's. An, there, yeah. Definitely. I mean, Indiana Jones. I. I just love Raiders, and I love the Last Crusade. I even like Temple of Dune. I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, and I want them to redeem themselves alive because I'm not a big fan of the Crystal Kingdom and the Crystal Skull. Yeah, so I want the I want some redemption, but I don't know uh, the preview. I see a lot of green screen, a lot of de aging stuff. I hope it's not retconning shit because they go they do de aging with Indy. with hmm from some piece of his history that you didn't know about that they explain or I'm sure there's going to be some time travel into it. No, I hope not. I, <clears throat> I hope not. Well, the, that's the thing nowadays. I'm hoping
0: that's just a rumor and I'm hoping what's actually going to happen with the de-aging thing is it's just, they're just telling a parallel story. So there's probably some yeah. treasure hunt or some expedition he was on when he was younger that he wasn't able to finish <clears throat> for whatever reason. And I hope he has a chance to complete it at his older age. And I hope what's going on is like whatever mystery or something that happens. But it kind of hops back and forth between indie present day and indie in the past. Okay. To where you kind of learn about his unresolved issue from the past and how he can resolve it in the future or in the present day. And I hope they're using it for that aspect of it instead of time travel.
1: Time travel. I hope you're right.
0: I I, I, I hope, hope you're right. I hope they're using it for that because I feel like that would be a better way to use the de aging effect than to
1: uh
0: Eat, right. Than to just than to do time, time travel, travel for what the fuck do you need time travel for? You do not there's no reason for it. Um unless they wanted some sci fi element from the seventies yeah. because you had Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was the fifties. Yep. So you had a lot of '50s B movie alien stuff, so that I get I get why they went that route. Um, this was gonna this is gonna take place in the '60s. Uh huh. I don't I don't remember time travel being a huge story component in the '60s. Yeah, I don't either. So I'm hoping that it's just gonna be a parallel story because. I was hope like when they were thought when they thought about recasting Indy, I was hoping they would go that route to where they could kinda tell a story to where he was on an expedition when he was younger and he couldn't complete it. Um and then he's uh he kind of revisits that expedition when he's older, but his the past Indy would be the new Indiana Jones actor. And that's how you would introduce him. That way you get a nice Send off for Harrison Ford. He can complete whatever thing he couldn't complete when he was younger. And then you left it open for the new guy. So that's what I was hoping that they would have done with uh, if they were going to recast him. Since they're not recasting him and this is going to be the last Indiana Jones, quote unquote. um, I'm hoping that's what they're doing with this. Probably just because of my biased opinion that I was hoping they were going to do that then instead of doing some stupid uh
1: yeah they get a they get a dial shit they get a dial dial and and then
0: Cates goes back in time and then she's gonna yeah fight the nazis yep i don't care yeah
1: i know well i hope you're right because i want it to be good i I don't yeah i'd like it to be good too
0: i want it to be good i don't i don't want it to be a setup for the next character yeah i don't either have it be a good final indiana jones movie and if the character is good enough to warrant a sequel or a spinoff then worry about it at that point right let it be organic yes
1: (laughs) don't force it yeah we'll see right yeah we'll see we'll see well uh so i lied i'm looking at the releases in 23 there are a couple that are jumping out here i do i'm i would go see john wick chapter four yep absolutely i love that franchise it's really good i want to see oppenheimer i'm mm-hmm. seeing i'm seeing that on imax it's yep. gonna be are you sure oh
0: yeah oh yeah that's happening You're probably gonna text me two days before no like sorry i can't make no. it i got
1: no, i gotta i'm gonna i'm gonna ask my my mom i got <laughs> right now <laughs> mom what are you doing july 23rd no, she's already watching the girls oh sorry. damn it shit um <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do <laughs> you gotta book that ahead of time <clears throat> mission impossible Okay. Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yeah, I'm, I'll look forward to that one. Ooh, look at this, Jay. So we got Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning July 14th, Oppenheimer July 21st. Whew.
0: Back-to-back weeks. It's going to be an expensive uh,
1: yeah. And then Dune Part 2. Months. I'm looking forward to that. I okay. I am going to go see that in IMAX. There.
0: I have still yet to see that. It's the the great. first one.
1: Um That was my favorite movie of 2021, Dune. That movie's awesome. Very good. But I'm not looking forward to Barbie. I could give a shit about that movie. Uh, the Marvels. I don't care about any of these Marvel movies that are coming out. We got the Ant-Man. Uh, Transformers, Rise of the Beast. I've, I, no, not seeing that. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse. That's the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. I might go see that. I really like Into the Spider-Verse. It's very good. Little Mermaid remake. i i not going to see that. Fast X. I mean, no. Could care less. Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of stuff jumping out here. Sc- Scream 6. Oh, boy. What are we doing here? So the only original release, one of the only original ones, I mean, Creed 3, that isn't like a sequel, is 65. It's that new Adam Driver movie where he lands back 65 million years ago.
0: He's just fighting
1: shit with stuff. He's fighting dinosaurs. Oh. So we'll see.
0: So um, I would say, yeah, John Wick, uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance.
1: Oh, let's go see it no. together. Mm. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Creed Three. <III, coughs> I'd probably be interested. I didn't see the second one. I enjoyed the first one. Okay. Um I didn't see the second Creed. I think I started watching it and then I think one of my girls was trying to kill themselves or something, uh, but yeah, i I enjoyed the first Shazam, but I don't not gonna like, go see I'm, this one in theater. Not gonna see this.
1: John Wick. Well, they're they're cut they're pulling the plug on the universe. James yeah. Gunn is mm-hmm. so. I mean, they're coming out with Shazam, the new Aquaman, and then the Flash, and then and then reset. Yep, started all over, which is good. I agree.
0: Very good. Good, de- good decision. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, because I have sex with women. Um, <laughs> but if they, <laughs> but if they made a Magic the Gathering, but if someone would invite me to play, then I would play. Right. Um, I would immediately stop having sex with
1: women and right. just play. Go Dungeon. go play Dungeons and Dragons, where all the women go.
0: But I'm kind of interested to see that. Just 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 see something different. Something different. Um, obviously, it's based on. Whatever but the I, hell. I, I don't but know anything about dungeons. I, I, nothing. That's why, like, I have no preconceived notions yeah. or anything. So I figure that could either be really fun or it could just be a, yeah. And uh, true. Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, I'll probably wait till it comes out on Peacock or something. Yeah, something that uh, I can watch. Uh, <clears throat> the Little Mermaid probably have to see that. At some point Christie's a huge fan yeah. of The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. So um but uh yeah I think Indiana Jones, I think that's <laughs> Oppenheimer. I'll go I think uh Oppenheimer Barbie I've a feeling is probably gonna be really good.
1: I, I know, it's gonna be one of those shockers. I already know. It. It, I I have yeah. a
0: feeling like it's gonna be like the Lego movie or something that yeah. um is is better than what it should have been,
1: yeah. Kind of a thing. Well, Greta um, Gerwig directs it, and then she's she wrote the screenplay with Noah bombic, which is her husband, mm-hmm. and he's he did like The Marriage Story and Greenberg, all these like indie, yeah. He's adult Wes Anderson dramas. light, um, exactly. Because I think
0: he w- used to work with Wes Anderson a little bit. <clears throat> that's a good on. way to describe him. Um, but yeah, so I think it'll be. It's not going to be crap. Um, I don't know yeah. what it'll be, but. Um but yeah, I would say Oppenheimer is probably the thing I'm and they're making another Hunger Games? It's a prequel. Oh. Yeah, I'm not. Mm. No, I don't care. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I would say Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's probably the one. Oppenheimer, John Wick 4, Indiana Jones.
1: Dude, watch Dune.
0: Dune. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're,
1: you'll. Yeah, it's very good. So, Kraven the Hunter. Do you remember him? Spider Man villain. Yeah. Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson's playing him. It's coming out in October. Hopefully, he's the next Bond. By the way, I'm a big fan of him becoming the next Bond. Yeah, I would, I would not be against him being yeah. the next Bond. Um. Yeah,
0: Craven the Hunter. I I don't know. I'd never watched any of the. I I hadn't seen Venom. I hadn't seen. Uh, Morbius. You didn't watch Morbius. Morbin time. Uh, yeah,
1: so I don't. Yeah, and then uh, David Gordon Green, who is coming off a stellar Halloween trio, yeah, is directing the remake of The Exorcist. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's coming out in October. <laughs> oh man, that'll be dumb <clears throat> shit. Um. Uh, the Exorcist is the follow up to the original and will reportedly unfold as the first of a trilogy with Ellen Bernstein set through to prize, her starring turn. Well, at least they got Ellen Bernstein in it.
0: <laughs> they already did a follow-up yeah. uh, movie. It was called uh, Repossessed with Leslie Nielsen, and it actually had, <laughs> That's it had the same uh, chicken that, that played Reagan and oh. the original one, really? yeah,
1: oh, Linda Blair, yeah, Linda
0: Blair, oh shit she plays she's a mother now, and she gets repossessed. she has two kids, and m- one of my favorite scenes is I wish I had a clip too. <laughs> it was uh Leslie Nielsen comes walks out the bedroom door and he's like, and he's talking to two daughters is her Linda Blair's two kids, and then her husband, and he's like, well, it's as I expected, I'm like, what he's like, your mother, your wife has been." And then there's like a pause, repossessed. And dun, 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 dun. <laughs> with the music. And then uh, you hear the two kids argue, like, I told you, blah, blah, blah. And then you hear just the kids say offhandedly, I still think it's PMS.
1: <laughs> and this is
0: after she's already fully green and like levitating yeah, yeah. off the bed and shit. But, uh, so. I, re-
1: I remember the video cover for that yeah. movie. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not looking forward to that. No.
1: Uh, they're doing Wonka. Timothy Chalamet uh, Shala- is playing Willy Wonka. Why? It's a good question. I, I don't. It's just old IP. Jay. Just revamping, revamping existing IP. And then there's an untitled Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel coming out in December. Mm. Fun stuff. Well, looks like 2023 is
0: off to a hot start. The fuck's coming out in twenty twenty four? Jesus Christ.
1: Um <laughs> uh well. Yeah. <clears throat> be a long year. <laughs> <laughs> so much originality <laughs> spread around everywhere. Um yeah, well. You never know. There's going to be some surprises in there, I'm sure. Yeah, also be something good. Yeah. Um well, Anyway, uh I'm going to recap.
0: Yes, you recap.
1: <clears throat> so, my number 5 was Reacher. Yep. TV series. Number 4 was The Outfit. Number 3 all Quiet on the Western Front, to Barbarian, and number one, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Sorry, I'm writing
0: the shit down, so when I edit the actual episode, I know what sure. things to tag <laughs> in, so just bear with me, audience, hold uh-huh. on one second. Uh, all Quiet.
1: Bear with Jay while he gets his shit together. Yeah,
0: there we go perfect uh my number five and possibly number actually it's possibly number one it's, it's it's a real number one uh bluey uh number four elvis number three reacher number two everything everywhere all at once and number one top gun maverick so good but, stuff uh, join us next time
1: yes please 2023
0: as we talk about a 2022 movie uh <laughs> two 2022 movies yeah uh Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio and Guillermo del Toro's. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Thank you. That was a long one. So we'll be talking about the Pinocchus, Pinocchio's. <laughs> Pinoc- I
1: thought you were trying to say Pinocchio in a Spanish accent. Pin- <laughs> Pin- Pinocchio,
0: <laughs> uh, Pinocchio, 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 Pinocchi.
1: like Noki, right?
0: Pinocchio. Yep. We'll be talking about the Pinocchio movies. Yep. And uh, we'll be comparing them.
1: <clears throat> comparing the two.
0: Comparing the two, which I'm sure it'll turn into one was shit, and let's really dive deep into this one that was actually very good. Yes. So you will get 4 minutes of del toro's and <laughs> a sweet sweet runtime of 2 hours and 35 minutes of us dissecting Zemeckis' masterpiece. Uh, it's going to be great of my number 1 director. Yeah. He keeps putting out this shit. He I'm going to have to redo stuff. my you are. top 5. You are. But he still did back to the future.
1: He did, didn't he? When are we going to do one of those? Contact. Let's talk about the back to the future back trilogy. Back to the future. Yeah.
0: How we do that. Oh, well, we'll fill it in 2023. We'll talk about that trilogy. There we
1: go how movies are supposed to be made. Yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah, we'll just be a we'll just do a retro turn into a retro podcast to talk about <laughs> just movies
1: because we can't find any good ones. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen this one, <laughs>
0: recommend it. Where can you find it? You can't because Join it's us out of print. as we talk
1: about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2: Secret <laughs> of the, the Ooze. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and why every kid wanted to be Kino. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, that's next week uh The Pinocchio Isis uh Pinocchios there you go had a stroke? a little bit yeah but that'll be next time uh as always comment on our episodes write to our email visit our website name.com, see other episodes there thank you for listening thank you hope you enjoyed the show hope you enjoyed 2022
1: drive safe
0: drive safe till next time Jay till next time Matt (laughs) I'm